Welcome everyone to the podcast. Uh, I'm the comedy. <laughs> I'm comedy's number one favorite person, Nate Fields. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Now I meant to say that uh, this was Comedy's Nuts. We've recently had to change our name, and this is our new name. This is our name now. Yeah. This is well, no, our name. Is, is this is our name? This is our name, and uh, we've recently had to change it because uh, some uh, there was some controversy with our name. Yeah. So we've changed it to this is our name, and this is funny, John. This I actually looked it up. It's it hasn't been taken yet. This is our name. This is our name has not been taken. <laughs> has not been taken yet. Yeah. The controversy was with uh, I think it was Polly Shore. He was saying that actually these were common his nuts, and we're like no right. these nuts, and he was like no these nuts. <laughs> yeah. And that's the story of how we saw Polly Shore's uh, Nutsack. Nutsack. That was our first time <laughs> doing that. I know a lot of people in Hollywood have. So <laughs> it was kind of, almost like a rite of passage. For right, us. exactly. That was our first time. You know, everyone's actually done it, but our first time was kind of special. Uh-huh. We had to change our name. It's like, it's like the crossing of the equator, uh, <laughs> you know, ceremony for the Navy, which, speaking of, when we were just talking about a little bit ago, about like why dressing in drag is so funny that's something that the navy does what whenever the first time you cross the equator what yeah they like make all the all the first people who cross the equator dress in drag and like put on a show weird what if you've crossed the equator but not on a ship you know you've you've crossed it on a plane yeah yeah yeah, it's the first time you've crossed the equator while you're in the military that's dumb like on the yeah that's dumb you're like i've been to australia (laughs) (laughs) i sailed to australia i ain't dressed like a woman (laughs) (laughs) for you guys maybe for myself maybe for myself because i like the way how silky the underwear is see i don't like it when people like force me to do something Okay. It's not that I don't. It's, it's not, not that, that I don't like dressing as a woman. <laughs> it's that I'm being forced to dress as a woman. Right. That really turns me off. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, two of the new NBC comedies. Yep. Uh, and they're brand new. This is their first season. We're going to talk about what NBC has to offer. Why NBC? Because. I I really like. Their, I think NBC has some of like the strongest yes. comedy shows of all time. Always, like, they've always like Thirty Rock, Thirty Rock, Community, all of these shows uh, that I love so much. Yeah, uh, is Parks Commu- and Rec. Is Community I, Fox I don't think, actually? I don't think Community was NBC. But really? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, but. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We gotta check our. Facts. But yeah, no, I mean it's definitely got it's definitely got like some really strong, uh, like shows that have been like pretty timeless and pretty definitely. memorable. So definitely, I mean obviously, um, no, actually I think comedy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Community was only because. Uh, I think it started off it. that they way. They mentioned it on Thirty Rock. They're like, what? Uh, what does NBC have to offer? Is community okay okay i'm pretty sure okay that makes sense I mean, unless it was i know it started for, off there and then yeah you know, like, possibly went to yeah like, to a yeah. different channel yeah. but i know it got moved around a bunch because yeah. of like some issues on set and stuff with some of the that's actors. true that's true and uh I mean, yeah so like why nbc it just has a lot of it, it's been solid forever like as yeah, far as comedies it really it's been solid forever it always has something good i mean it's got snl for christ's sakes yeah so like you, you just can't go bad with it's got all the good exactly. night content it's got Everything you want. Exactly. But, you know, a lot of people have been saying SNL has been going downhill. 
recently. Well, I think that... That's like, like, everyone I come across is like, oh yeah, Saturday Night Live sucks. If you watch Saturday Night Live now, you suck. I it was like only good in the 70s and 80s, that's they say. That's totally not true. It's gone through different transitional periods. It's definitely gone, it's definitely had its down moments, mm-hmm. but I think that, like, mm-hmm. just, like, they're, right now they're in, like, a rebuild cast mm-hmm. mode, mm-hmm. because they lost, like, some of their, like, big players, Kristen Wiig, and, um, what's the name, who played Stefan? Uh, uh, Jason H- J- Hader. Yeah, Jason, yeah, and, uh, so they, Hader. Yeah, Hader, yeah, Bill Hader. Bill Hader, yeah. They lost a lot of, like, their really big like star power mm-hmm. so they're kind of like in between Andy Samberg mm-hmm. you know they he's also in that show Brooklyn Nine-Nine now yeah. uh, which is also an NBC, NBC show yeah. so yeah it's like that so they got they got all those guys from they, those all those people left so they're in a transition period which was last time that it was kind of bad too like when uh when Will Ferrell and all them left, and, yeah. Uh, I think you're thinking of Kristen Wiig when Kristen Wiig left. Is that what you're talking about? This time, yeah. But like last time, there was a, there was a definite drop off when like uh, you lost um, Amy Poehler, yeah. and all those people. There was like there was yeah. like a couple seasons that were down. But like SNL is like a wave. Like it, it can't be good always all the time because yeah. they need time to rebuild their cast and get yeah. back. That uh, chemistry and all that stuff. So. That's true. I, I would give you that. But, you know, I personally feel like the writing on SNL is every single week consistently funny. I yeah. love it. Every single every single episode, there's a sketch that has me belly laughing. True, true. You know, every it's, single time. It's true. And yeah. that's the point. There's never, like, a comedy. completely bad episode of... I mean, every every show, especially sketch comedy shows, are going to be hit and miss. Yeah. I mean, even, like, some of my favorites, like Key and Peele, I think, is, like, one of the more solid sketch comedy shows mm-hmm. that's on Comedy Central. Like, that is even hit and miss sometimes. Like, sometimes you can just come across a bad episode where there's more not funny ones than there are funny ones. Mm-hmm. But guaranteed, in that show, you'll always be, like, cracking up at least once, laughing out loud. At least exactly. at once, get you'll be like that's yeah. memorable and you'll remember it. So. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, so these these newer shows are mm-hmm. uh, they I I feel like they follow kind of in that line, but both of them bring something special to the table. Yeah, and I, could, I I have my favorite, yeah. and you have your favorite. I think we might have the same favorite. I, I don't I'm know. Not sure. I don't know. Uh, we're talking about the new shows, uh, specifically one named Grandfathered yep. and one named The Grinder. Yep. Grandfathered. Grandfathered, that one's good. It's and with, The uh, Grinder. Yeah, Grandfathered and The Grinder. And like the key characters in Grandfathered, or at least it's the, like, the main key character is John Stamos, and The Grinder is uh, f- uh, Rob Lowe. Yeah, so, Rob Lowe, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like true. they both have these two kind of uh, big heavy hitters, long time mm. name male leads that mm-hmm, are like mm-hmm. ru- that are like fueling these two shows. Definitely names and definitely like heavy hitters for sure. Yeah, for long sure. time been around for yeah. been in the game forever. Now when you say long time are you saying like they appeal to like, you know, like the older generation? Is that what you're saying? What do you mean? Like, I would just... say so. I would yeah, say okay, so. Like right. I would say like they they definitely it's when you see like Rob Lowe and John Stamos like my mom's like, I gotta watch that. Exactly. You know I mean? <laughs> exactly. Same here. Same here. John Stamos was their crush. Yeah, you know? totally. Back she was in like, Full oh, House. So hot. Who? Yeah. Who didn't love John Stamos? 
In he full was a house, heartthrob, you know? You know? <laughs> yeah, and Rob Lowe was a heartthrob back in the day, too. Exactly, exactly. Both so. of them. Both of them. In fact, Rob Lowe is still, like, being called, like, that hot, like, you know, California dude. He, I think he played that character on Parks and Rec. He yeah. was, like, that just physically yeah. handsome, really, like, that guy. Yeah, absurdly handsome is what they describe yeah. him as. In, in, <laughs> in the grinder. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure because he's absurdly handsome and rich has nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But I let me ask you something. Do you think they like they just they only have like two letters that they can really title their shows with per year, and they just so have you to... get you get G and you get P this year. <laughs> Why I don't know. Why I don't know. And every year they do that same fuck, <laughs> that same joke. They're like, Why I don't know. Fuck it. Fuck it. It's uh, funny. Uh, but anyway, yeah, the, the grandfathered and the grinder, and uh, I don't know. Let's talk about. Let's talk about your least favorite. Let's talk about your least favorite of the two. Of the two, and tell us why it is. It's hard to say which one's my least favorite because I feel like they're very like they have like a lot of like. Mm. I feel like they hit a lot mm. of the same notes and mm-hmm. stuff. I just feel like one is slightly more charming than the other. Really, is that that's true? Like huh. I feel like one is is actually like maybe has more solid jokes. Okay, and like doesn't only just play on the same joke constantly, but uh-huh. but one has a little bit more like like uh, charm to it is what I'd say. Okay, all right, and so like I think I, I guess think, all right, think, uh, all right. Before we go into like opinions and stuff, maybe let's back up. And just go alphabetically. Okay. Grandfathered. Grandfathered. Let's break down grandfathered. Okay. Cool. All right. So, uh, Grandfathered is a show about a uh, middle-aged, I would say middle-aged, uh, restaurateur. Restaurateur? Yeah. He owns a restaurant. Oh, yeah. He owns a restaurant. Yeah. A restaurant. That's his job. He's a restaurateur. <laughs> oh, I've never heard... <laughs> All right, yeah, I would say he's a business owner. He owns a restaurant. He's super rich, mega wealthy dude. And he, one day he discovers he has a kid. He's got like a twenty-six-year-old son that yeah. he's never met. You know, yeah. and being you know a restaurant. What was the word? How do you pronounce it? Restaurateur. As though you're giving a tour of a restaurant. Yeah, okay. restaurateur. Whoever invented that. T u r r e, I believe, restaurateur. Restaurant here, uh, yeah, like adventure. Uh, I hate it. <laughs> I hate about it. Just makes me sick. Sick. It makes me want to spit in some yuppie's face. Makes me want to fucking punch someone. Throat punch him. <laughs> I, think, I think that's a. I think that's a. That's a new mood, right? Throat throat, throat punchy. punchy. Yeah, it, it was added to Webster's dictionary, yeah. I believe. Yeah, this I year. believe. Yeah. Throat, throat punchy, punchy is an adjective <laughs> describing a feeling. I believe. <laughs> Anyway, uh, grandfathered. He discovers he has a son, you know, because he's a restaurateur. He's very attractive, uh, both wealthy and uh, whatever. He reminds me a lot of the character from About a Boy. Like, really self-centered, never wanting to grow up, playboy. Playboy, playboy, ladies man, you know, whatever. And he, whatever, what have you, he meets his 27-year-old son. Yes. And his son has a daughter. Instantly, <laughs> boom! Instantly, he's a grandfather. Yeah. You, you might say he's been grandfathered. grandfathered. Dun, dun, dun. Thursday nights on NBC. And it's a- <laughs> 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 
It's a mystery, really. Yeah, like, you're like, who's, 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 who done it? Who done it? Who done it? Is it the grandfather? <laughs> <laughs> was it, was it, uh... Dum, bum, bum. <laughs> who's the grandmother? Was it Vanessa was it? in the bathroom mm-hmm. with the candlestick? Fire, tune in next week for Grandfather. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. On NBC. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but yeah, so... So yeah, yeah, he's, yeah he's, uh, and we kind of get introduced to like this cast of characters, and he's kind of like adjusting to his, uh, you know, new role as kind of like, you know, a grandfather, yeah. but like and a father, and uh, he's. It's very much like the show about a boy. I Interesting, felt in a lot of ways. Interesting. I'd never made that connection, but now that you've said it, yeah. I can see it. I can totally see it now. Yeah. It's basically the same thing. Yeah, it's basically he's, the same. He's making. Feel. Yeah, he's making a connection. He's lived his entire life con- uh, only considering himself. Yeah, he's very self-centered, and then he meets like this younger version of himself, who's, and he's, who's very different than him. Very sheltered. That's true. Very like mother's boy, exactly, which is the same thing, you know, yeah, exactly. Boy. But uh, his son, his 26 year old son, is his complete opposite. But th- there's just this connection, yeah, they do it's definitely good. connect, they do definitely care about each other. And like, I liked how they didn't make like John Stamos' like ability to come to terms with it so much. Like, a main part of the show, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as where, like, he kind of, like, was like, okay, cool, I got it, I'm supposed to be there, and, like, he, there's never really that issue of him, like, um, hmm. yeah, like yeah, being, yeah, like, yeah, struggling yeah. with having to be there, like, that right, is right, part right, of right. it, but most right. of him is him, like, really wanting to be part of it, right, 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 but just being really bad at it, yeah, and that's the funny part, yeah, it, that's the main difference between this and About a Boy, is because... Because about a boy, uh, he's making this choice. He's making a decision yeah. to... And he's fighting it. He's, like, yeah. literally fighting it the, the whole time day. until, like, you realize, oh, he's not a bad guy and his heart wins over. Where in this show, like, John Stamos, the character, is, like, willing to accept it right away. Okay, cool, I'm a dad. And right. that has to do with some stuff right. revealed about him and... The, the mother of his child. So basically, John Stamos' character is named Jimmy. Jimmy. He's the restaurateur. And he owns a restaurant. He meets he meets his son, who's played by Josh Peck from Jake and Josh. Jake and his and name Josh. is Gerald. And then his granddaughter's name is Edie, and is actually played by twins. Yeah, and, just uh, like the old John Stamos. Yeah, yeah, show. yeah. Full House. Full House. Which is played by two little girls named Layla and Amila Golfier. I believe. Yeah, Golfier. Yeah, I, I think I believe, that's yeah. how you pronounce it. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Um, and they play the little, the granddaughter. Yeah. And she's so cute. She is really cute. And one thing that I really liked that they did in this show with the baby. What's that? Was like the baby has like lines. Baby has some lines. Yeah, and I some mean they, they feel very like um, natural, real, yeah, real, real. Where like in a lot of shows they just like. The baby's never like in the shot. Yeah, they just yeah, like cut exactly. to like a weird cut of exactly. it, and it's like, good. <laughs> and like, oh and baby, <laughs> and it's really weird. Probably because babies are hard to work with, totally. and you can't get the right one. But grandfathered is very lucky yeah. that they have the perfect baby. Yeah, and the baby one of the best like, parts, perfectly yeah. in the show. They one of the really best parts. 
one of the best parts of this show is definitely the baby. Yeah, she's going to win you over, and all of her scenes are going to be realistic yeah. and cute, but cute because they're real. And, and actually, the I baby is, like, really smart. They have her, like, do a lot of things that, like, you're like, how does that baby do that? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. that baby's really, like, smart for, yeah. like, how old she is. Yeah. You know? So, that's pretty, it's pretty cool. Like, because babies are usually so hard to work with. Like, I've worked with children exactly. on set before. Exactly. And even working with kids who are, like professional actors who have been acting for a long time are really difficult to work with working with babies is like working with like animals almost like because you can't because you have no control control them you really can't Uh, like you can't control when they're gonna cry you can't control what they're gonna pick up Mm -hmm. what they're gonna touch you can't really tell them where to walk or Mm -hmm. what to do but it's it's super weird like the, they they really do a good job of ha- of whoever's the yeah. baby wrangler on this and yeah. whoever's working is like doing a really good job yeah. of getting this little girl to do what she needs to do when she needs to do it for sure. And I'm not sure if that's luck or if they just do a good job of presenting it that way and it's a yeah. fucking lot of work for them. Or, yeah, you know, exactly. Like, who knows? It could just be like the kids are really great or whatever system they have in place. Who knows? But whatever's behind it, like good on you guys. Yeah, good on you guys for sure. For sure. Um, but other than that, uh, good things, bad things about this, uh, I would say the good things about this is like, all right, it's very heartwarming. Have we covered everyone? No. Oh, no, 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 no. So we, we meet the son, we meet the granddaughter, uh, we are we're introduced finally to the son's mother. Mm Mm-hmm. Who is who is Jimmy's old flame, uh, John Samos' old flame? Yeah, an um, old an old girlfriend from back in the day. You know, they hooked up back in the day. Yeah, had this obviously kid twenty six years ago. Uh, obviously, <laughs> twenty seven ish. You know, give and take. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So and she uh, her her name, her name is uh, in the show. It's Sarah, and it's played by Paget Brewster. Yeah, you and know her from Community. She was in Community. Yes, that's correct. And she's I've. I've that was where, like, she really first stood out to me. Yeah, totally. Ever. Like, I, I, mean, was like, I know she's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, she's been in other things. And oddly enough, she was in Drunk History. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. She, yeah, yeah I did see that episode. Yeah. She's so good. Yeah, she Everything is. I see uh, with her in it, I'm like, damn. She's I good. would... I would hit that. Yes, you know. yes, indeed. She is, but very, not in like very, a physical, like not not, not in like an aggressive way. Not, not like, like not in a like nothing. I ain't told you twice kind of way. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> often confused whenever often. I say I hit that. <laughs> everyone's <laughs> like, like, whoa, whoa, oh, whoa, 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 whoa! I know it's 2015. I'm a feminist. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. And also, when I say it, that I wouldn't be over sexual either. Because people also reprimand me for doing that. Yes, but that's just because you're creepy. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Anyway, she's great. I think you pointed at the the microphone like you were pointing at the audience. Like, hello. Hey, what's going on? You get that one, don't you? Right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so we can introduce I do, I do point at like things in my in my house as though it's the audience, just like just like boop. You know what I'm talking you know about, what I'm talking again. About. Empty wall. Empty wall gets it. <laughs> Empty wall gets it. I can tell by his face. He knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh. <laughs> 
Yeah, so, okay, so we get introduced to her. We also get introduced to uh, Vanessa, which Who's is uh, the mother of the granddaughter. So it's it's kind of the Josh mother Peck's. of the granddaughter. Yeah, so it's Josh Whoa. Peck's love interest in it. And, like, the way oh, their characters right. are is they're, like, best friends uh, who hooked up and had a baby. So Josh Peck's character is kind of like Gerald. Is Josh Peck's character. He's struggling with, um, like, trying to make this girl see him as more than a friend. And at the same time, like, there's a lot of stuff going on there because they're like, oh, well, if we get into a relationship, like, it's going to end badly. And then we're going to be those people that just drop off their kids and never talk to each other again. Is it actually better for the baby for us to just be really good friends or should they, should, should they, or will they, won't they kind of thing, but it's more of like a should they, shouldn't they. Kind kind of of. like a should they, shouldn't they. What? I don't know what you mean by that, actually. What do you mean by that? I mean, like, we're introduced to her character and she's the mother of the granddaughter, Uh you know, and she's not exactly like she doesn't want to be part of the daughter's life you know she doesn't want to not be a mother for her child but she doesn't really want to be a wife to josh peck's husband yeah you know totally and josh peck is like totally in love with her yeah he's like totally in love with her but what i meant by the whole should they shouldn't they because there's there's like a whole episode where they start like having like a a Uh, hookup thing yeah a hookup thing where they're like friends friends with with benefits they basically do the movie friends with benefits in one episode and it kind of like backfires a little bit yeah and then in that episode they have that whole conversation like shouldn't we shouldn't we just get together and like you know be together spoilers by the way sorry and (laughs) and uh and then they go well yeah but then we'll just end up what it happens if it ends badly and everything like all my relationships do and then Josh Peck's character says like well then we'll just be like all the other people who drop off their kids and never say a word to each other uh, and it's like is it it's almost like a, a running theme in the show now that's like would they be better off together and it possibly ending bad or are they better off in this situation although it's not traditional are they better off in the situation where like they um the child is actually better off mm, right, because right, the, right. the parents are friends even if they're not in a relationship. Exactly. Which I think that plays on a lot to do with the show. Is It's kind of like poking at traditional family values a little bit. Mm, mm-hmm, which mm. I think is something that like they really wanted to push on. Yeah. Um, which kind of takes it because like on the surface when you watch the show or on the surface when you watch like the um like, uh, you know, little tags to the shows. Like, sure. you're like, oh, that show. Like, it looks like a drag to watch, in my opinion. Like, what do you I mean, like, the in-between, like, just the promos? for Yeah, the, like, the promos for and grandpa. Like that. Yeah, you're like, ugh, like, face palm. I've that never looks... seen these promos. What do you mean? Okay. What do they do? Yeah, Is it like, cheesy? I don't know. Yeah, they're, like, super cheesy. It's like, well, John Stamos was a damn grandpa. <laughs> you know, he was a big-time gig guy. <laughs> restaurant tour slept with all the ladies. And Josh <laughs> Peck, and Josh Peck's like, dirt dirt comes in, and all of a sudden, he's a grandfather. Dirt-dirt, watch dirt dirt 
on NBC. Do, 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 you know. Oh like, man, that sucks. Yeah, exactly. Because like I, I didn't even like want to start watching it. Like I didn't even want to start watching yeah. it. I just like started watching it uh, like a week ago just yeah. to talk about it on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like <laughs> it's only because I told you to watch it that you even watched it. You know, exactly. and I kind of like discovered it before. I've never seen these promos or anything. Yeah, and I was just kind of interested in these like uh, themes. Yeah, you know, and more importantly, uh, and I'll talk about this later. I was interested in this show because it came right before Grinder. And I was really into the grinder. Okay. Let me tell you. I want to tell you all about grinding. Well, you thought, it was, you. you thought it was a show about how to use the app. Right. No, no. That's you're... what it started as. But then it became an addiction with the app and also the show. We'll talk more about that later. But for Grandfathered, I saw it and I was like, we need to talk about these two new shows. Yeah, and uh, so once you start watching it, it, once you start watching it, though, it you discover something. Yeah, you discover it's got a lot more like different layers and stuff to it than just like, I mean, it is on the surface a silly show, and I don't think it's as smart a comedy as like Thirty Rock or, or Master of None or Master of None or right, even like right, Parks right, and Rec right. is even like a step above it as far sure, as smartness. Sure. It's just, um, but it does have like a charm to it, Definitely. and I feel like once the characters develop, like. A little bit more uh-huh. and we start like caring more about them because like you start to care about them like probably like five or six episodes in you're like okay I actually really start giving a shit mm. you know in my opinion watching it straight through you think so yeah you think so yeah i think it's i think a, it I think starts it, i think it took a minute to like build it i think it starts immediately really in the first episode I really do. I really, really do. I felt this the way what, they, like, introduced the Jock's Peck's character. You were just like, oh, like, who cares? This, like, who cares? Yeah, there was kind like, of? oh, there's this kid to see you. Like, they, they just introduced the, the John Stamos, and they're like, oh, then there's this kid to see you, and then he's like, hey, I'm your son, uh-huh. and I have a daughter. Yeah. And that was, like, literally, like, the dialogue <laughs> that, they, that they used. That's and, true. And you That's were just true. like, uh... So, like, it came on a little strong, a little but, quickly. I mean, it, it kind of, like, they blow past it. it. I mean, that's, like, the key element to the show. I mean, that's the entire story. That's true. It's like, I'm your son, and I have a daughter. That's true. But they kind of just blow right past it. Yeah. That little scene is is really straightforward and blunt, yeah. almost. But it's also very quick. Yeah. And then it immediately shoots over to... What is John Stamos going to do? And it's like we said before, he decides immediately, I'm going full blast into this. Mm-hmm. And he pulls a meeting with his staff, his restaurant staff, and he's like, Which I think, I think, what do I need to do to be a part of this guy's life? I do think that some of my favorite characters are his restaurant <laughs> staff. <laughs> yeah. Like Ravi. Like yeah. The, the head cook he's Ravi. the head chef. Yeah, he's yeah. really funny. He's great. He's, 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 he's so kind of like got daddy issues, and he wishes that... John Stamos' character was What's his dad? His dad? And he's like, so, so he's, he's kind of like competing, competing yeah. with Josh Peck. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that is that is a really funny element yeah, yeah, to the story. Yeah. And then and he's then got uh, Annalise, right, who is his assistant, and she's actually played uh, by Kelly Jenneret. Uh, Jenneret, yeah, yeah. Jenneret, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, she's uh, great. Yeah, she's really funny. She's got like this like serious thing. She almost reminds me of like uh, like a female version of uh, what's his name uh, from Parks and Rec. Uh, uh, he with the mustache. Uh, the, oh. Um, 
Ron Swanson. Yeah, she's like a female Ron Swanson. She's like no really shit. serious yeah. and like business oriented. I never thought about like, it like that. You know, but like she she's, totally is a Ron Swanson. Yeah, but she's funny. Show. Yeah, she's exactly. but she's like a female version of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really strong. Carries the main character a lot. Like totally through like his life issues. She's like his rock. Yeah, she's like John Stamos's rock to totally. like reality. And so it's pretty cool. And there's like how she interacts with all the other characters right, and stuff. Right. So I think they're probably I. And it's weird because they're smaller characters, but, like, you almost, like, I felt like they're more developed in a way where, like, I feel like a lot of, I feel like Josh Peck's character took took me a minute to see, like, why are you not just, like, the goofy character son that I've seen in everything? Mm-hmm. And, like, what's what makes you, like, a round character and, like, kind of a special character, which they do build on. I think it just takes them longer to do it, where, mm-hmm. like... You look at the characters, like, who are the restaurant staff and stuff. They only have these short little bits yeah. to, like, really round out their characters. And so they do it really quickly, and they give them full round characters very fast to care about. That's true. And I'm not sure if they're doing it on purpose. I'm not sure if it's their intention that they're doing it. But it, I, I kind of agree with you, and this is why. Uh, the show is called Grandfathered. I feel like the main person, the main the star of the show, is the grandfather is Jimmy. Yeah. Is, uh... John Stamos. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, he doesn't know anything about his son. And so, as an audience, we kind of feel disconnected to his son and to his son's family. I see. Whereas his staff, he knows his staff. He has this strong connection to his staff. that makes sense. And so, as an audience... As an audience, we have a strong connection to his staff. Yeah. Because I totally agree with you. We're, like, looking at the world from his point of view. Exactly. Because we're following him as the main character. Hmm. Now, I'm not sure if they did that intentionally or someone else is dropping the ball, but I, I completely agree with you in yeah. that sense. That uh, there was something starting in the first couple episodes you can't really grasp on yeah. to the character of Gerald yeah. and to the character of Sarah, his mother. And the, Yeah, I guess, I, I mean, yeah, that's true. When you look at it from that point of view, like, he goes, like, straight off the bat, like, being like, oh, my son's a goofball. But mm-hmm. as the show's going on, as we learn more about the son, he's learning more about the son going, this kid's not actually that much of a loser a goofball. goofball loser. He's like, yeah. he's actually, oh, he's got, like, these great ideas. Yeah. And he's, like, an inventor. Exactly. And he's got, like, really cool stuff that he's doing. And in the and end. he gets, like, a really hot girlfriend for a minute there. Uh, <laughs> so that's in, true. Like, later episodes, like, you're like, <laughs> you're like what? Damn. That girl is... It's hell. unbelievable, <laughs> literally unbelievable. But it's not like it's not like Josh Peck is like an unattractive no, kid. No, 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 no. What's funny is like I mean, he plays like, like this goofball character. But I'm like, why do you always look like you're flexing your neck? Because he's just like, <laughs> like kind of ripped. You're like, you're not. Kind of really look like you don't. Even really, he is. He doesn't really look like a goofball. I know. For me, especially when he like dresses up like John Stamos. You're like, oh, okay, now I see. It's like father and son. It can be father and son, exactly. Totally, totally, totally. Yeah. So I think they did a good job with casting that, because Josh Peck used to be like a chubby... Uh, he was know, known as the chubby goofball uh, brother, goofball in, brother uh, in Drake and Drake Josh. Josh. Yeah, exactly. But now he's kind of like he's yeah. He became like the hot Josh, exactly. You know? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like hot Josh for a couple years, and like all the chicks were like, "Whoa, Whoa! have you seen?" Yeah, that exactly. Thing? He 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 long bottomed it for sure. Meanwhile, <laughs> exactly. long bottomed it for sure. Exactly. And uh, yeah, so but like so for him to come back in this show and kind of go back to playing that goofball character. But like, still, like you can you can see it's not like ridiculous that he's John Stamos' son. 
I think that's also a pretty good, like, casting-wise choice. Yeah, yeah, And they yeah. actually kind of look alike whenever they're, like, when they wear the exact same suit. Remember that episode? Where he, like, brings them on as, like, the concierge. Right, 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 And it's, like, right. the exact same suit. That's and they got true. their hair done that's the same. You're like, you kind of, I can see how you guys kind of look I can see alike. that. For sure, for sure. For sure. It's not bad. It's not a bad show. Um... But uh, I got to admit, like, getting going, I, I couldn't really attach to it that much. Yeah. At the beginning. But, you know, that's how things are. Yeah. Yeah, it does take a little bit of a long time. Like I said, it's like a slow burn kind of thing. Like I said, I really started, like, enjoying it and liking it and, like, continually wanting to watch it at, like, the fifth episode. Oh, really? I'm like, I'm like okay, now I'm, like, kind of, I'm kind of, like, hooked into the show. So I'm going to be honest. I've never seen the show. You know, I've seen never it. even seen the show, dude. <laughs> I just told you to watch it because I thought it was going to be popular. I've been seeing all these promos. I've been lying to you from the get-go. I honestly... I really don't. It. I just, it just looks like something like that. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding, obviously. Uh, but uh, the that's uh, The Grandfather. It is one of the... NBC Originals. Uh, we're going to take a break and we'll be back to talk about the grinder and discuss more about these things. Talking about comedies, NBC comedies, and yes. I'm here with John Nickel. Hey, what's going on, everybody? What's going on, brother? Now, we've been talking about NBC comedies, and we've been talking about the new ones, and I, and I wanted to hear about your opinions. So, yeah, so we were talking about uh, Grandfathered. Um, I think we're going to move into the grinder first, and then we'll like kind of sum everything up at the end, right? All right. Did I already ask you that about that? <laughs> Did we already talk about Grandma? <laughs> uh, this uh, week's episode brought to you by Jack Daniels Honey Whiskey. <laughs> It'll make you forget what you just talked about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, but for real though, uh, I I, uh, I wanted to just say for a record, uh, last week. Last week we kind of talked about, or I don't know, a couple weeks ago we kind of int- we were talking about Kimmy Schmidt, yeah, and we were talking about Titus Burgess, mm-hmm. and we described him and gave him note for his a role. He we told you we told our listeners that his most popular role, what he was best known Defawn. was, was Defawn yeah. from Thirty Rock, and I I would say I would say making that comparison would be like saying Jane Krakowski was Pam. The overly confident, overly morbidly obese woman, you know, just like uh-huh. a, a character that she played in this one skit, you know, where we we would we should have described we should have given Titus Burgess his proper dues, and he was a famous Broadway 
a legend. He's a famous Broadway star. He's been in a bunch of... And so describing him in such a manner was kind of like uh, kind of like a slap in the face. And I just wanted to inform you that that's the kind of comedy that we do. You right? know? We just fly we just, with that. We say fuck, <laughs> all the, fuck all the things and all your credits and all the shit that you felt was worth your career. Yes. We're going we're gonna to talk about some stupid-ass broad comedy bullshit and tell you that we don't give a fuck. <laughs> we don't give a fuck. You got fuck. a problem with that, Titus Burgess? That's my switchblade. Not really. It was a lighter. But... Um, it, no, it was a switchblade. Don't don't apologize for that. Don't try to cover it up. It was a switchblade, and we are intimidating. <laughs> Very <laughs> scary. <laughs> and furthermore, we will not go back and correct our mistakes until From you here on out. <laughs> Starting now. Starting now. We'll just we'll 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 type out a list of mistakes, <laughs> and we'll just uh, put that on the internet. Exactly. You can read them. You can read them later. If you choose. We're, <laughs> if not you gonna, choose we're not going to go out and read them. Exactly. Allowed. We're not going to waste our time. <laughs> Speaking of waste your time, have you seen those waste your time? Oh, waste your time and waste, waste his, his time. time. I don't get it. It's good. Are you kidding is me? It? What is? Oh, that? here's the thing. All right, so it's it's trending right now. It's okay. on Twitter and so forth and. A lot of people are putting uh, messed up ways to waste somebody's time. Okay. And specifically, it's uh, most popular with chicks describing of really fucked up ways they could waste a boy's time okay. when they're trying to get into their Don't parents, they realize you know? that it's a month before uh, Valentine's, Day? Valentine's Day? Yeah, I know. You know, right? you know guys remember this shit. Right? Exactly. And, and like... Valentine's Day is your holiday. We don't like it. Yeah. You girls like it. Yeah. We're like, fuck this. <laughs> so, like, the more you waste our time, That's you're, gonna, you're looking for a big lack backlash on Valentine's but Day. But watch. You know, you watch. They're going to go all the way through Valentine's Day. And, like, uh, keep them dangling on a string until Valentine's Day, until cutting them off, you know? That's kind of, like, the theme of this joke, is, like, make them jump through hurdles, make them do, like, Valentine's things for them, Uh and then cut them off at the last second. Okay. You know, just waste his time. You know, I I think one of the most retweeted ones was, uh, uh, you know, uh, make him go take you on a million dates... And then tell him straight up, oh, you know we were just friends the entire time. Waste his time 2016. Okay. You know, it's that kind of thing. Okay. But it, it's evolved into this joke where people were like, yeah, that's kind of like funny, but let me do, let me think up in my head what would be the most fucked up way to waste someone's time. And they post Twitter things like, you know, make them take you shopping for Victoria's Secrets, then drop you off at your house, quote unquote. And it's your boyfriend's house. Waste his time, 2016. That's that's awful, right? That's not but, funny at all. That's kind of funny. I don't think it's kind of funny. These are hilarious. These are this is this is funny. Like the aristocrats is funny. There's like this really awful stand-up comedy joke. But the aristocrats is actually. I mean, it's funny, but it's but he's make... fucked up. They're trying to be fucked up, but they're describing like kind of like realistic ways. Uh-huh. But like it's still now, in the are same people actually mindset. doing these things to each other, or no, is it just is no. it just coming up with fucked up things? That's, that's the funny. joke. Is they're coming uh, up with things that are fucked okay, up okay. for being funny? Okay, you know, maybe I'm just not up enough on social media. I don't get this stuff. It's really weird. Yeah, social because I mean, no, really but I mean, weird. I'm like I'm like on Reddit. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And like I do go on Facebook, and I have okay. seen like a couple of the things, uh-huh. like waste of time, waste of time. Uh-huh. 
But it's never anything like that extreme. Right, it's right, like, right. It's always like silly stuff. Yeah. Well, this, I, I, I didn't actually know anything about it uh-huh. until I saw this article that was like, this dude actually went through yeah. an experience like that. She was trying to like recreate the take him out, take make him take me out to buy laundry and drop me off uh-huh. at my boyfriend's house. And then house. he murdered both. And then of he them? murdered both of them. No way, really. That was the story that, was that the I read. Story? That was the, what I read, but it was like a fake story. Uh, okay. But I was like, okay, okay what is this? Yeah, yeah, time? Okay, that makes sense. You know, it, that just goes to show you. That's how like something like an Onion article. Or yeah, something? yeah, it was it a fake article? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. one of I don't I don't think it was the Onion. Yeah, because they're more they're more. Kind of like, yeah, totally, totally. But that's what opened my eyes to it. Okay. And it's actually a really trending thing. Yeah, yeah. I have, seen, I have seen some people posting stuff about it, but I didn't really know what it was or anything like that. Maybe it's because I'm really not like on Twitter uh, or anything, which, speaking of that, we need to make a Twitter for this show. We should make a Twitter for this show. Mm-hmm. Actually, so can... I think I already have. There's, oh, yeah, there's a Twitter. Okay, so uh, tweet us at Comedy's Nuts. Comedy's Nuts. You know Sweet. it, at so, Comedy's yeah. Nuts. Tweet, tweet us about shows that you'd like to hear about in the future, and uh, we can check them out and talk yeah. about them. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I guess um, we'll start, uh, you know, maybe after we build up a little bit of fan base, we'll start doing, like, this live. or Sure. And then we can start getting tweets, and people can be asking us questions and stuff like that. That's so, absolutely true. So remember, tweet us uh, tweet us at Comedies Nuts. Um, and, this, this is not uh, going to be a live recording. This one, but I mean, we'll in the future yeah. we probably will exactly. if you if we get enough response. Exactly. Definitely, yeah, definitely. But uh, if not, we're going to have to continue with this. You know, uh, kind of like this wasting our listeners' time bit that we got going on. <laughs> this was a lot waste, of fun. Waste their time, 2016. <laughs> <Hashtag>. <laughs> Woo! We did it. <laughs> we did it. We did it in 2016. <laughs> We did it. We did it. It was amazing. <laughs> it was, um, we were part of that. We were part of it. It was one of the our you things it first on our list. Comedy's nuts was part of it. <laughs> it, it was on our list. We had to do we it. We had to do a bucket, bucket list. So, okay, so... Let's yes. get back to basics. Yes. Let's get back to talking about what we're <laughs> actually talking about. Which is the grinder. The grinder. Yes. We talked about Grandfather yes. on NBC... Talking about the other new NBC comedy, and it's called The Grinder. And this one is kind of different than Grandfathered. Yeah, I would say. Let's. A small, a small version Grandfathered is kind of like a, a story about a family, kind of. This one's kind of about a family, too. Yeah, I'd say they're both about family and relationships. I would say. I would say the. I would say, okay, so I would say The Grinder is a famous actor who was on a show very much like SVU, one of those, like, you know, or, or like, mm. uh, you know... Um, Law and Order, uh, hyperized uh, dramas. Yeah, Hyper-dramas. Exactly. That was, like, super popular. Really he, popular back in the day, yeah. He, he, the show is over Actually, for still. Him. It's actually still It's popular. still, like, a super popular show. Have you seen Have you seen the new dramas on NBC and the like? Right? Yeah. They're, they're just, like... They're what I love about this show is like the fake show. Okay, let's 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 keep going. Okay, uh, it's yeah, about whoa, whoa. this fam- it's super famous actor from this TV show that was like a hyperized. And drama. it's played by Rob Lowe. He plays a character called Mitch Grinder. Right, right. And so the name of this show is based off the name of the of, show within the, sh- within the show. Yeah, the show within the show. So Rob Lowe's character is named Dean. 
Dean's character is named Mitch Grinder, and basically, so Dean comes home um, after his show is not canceled, it's, but, but it's you, done. Yeah, it's kind of done. done. Yeah, it's it's been a long time, but you actually We're, find out why uh, throughout the series. Yeah, why yeah. It's ended, and it has so, to do with him. That's true. As, that's like, true. With his like not being personally satisfied with like where the direction that the show's going and all that stuff. So that you kind of find out later and I won't spoil too much about that, but Yeah, it, it was it's kind of you feel this way at the beginning, you know? Mm-hmm. We're introduced to this famous actor and for whatever reason he's home with his family. You know, his Yeah, he comes he's, home he's and he's home just with his like, brother, his adult brother. Yeah, who's and his, Stu, played by Fred Savage. Fred Savage. Who was who's probably the most known from the Wonder Years. Wonder Years, Princess Bride. Yeah. Uh, he was also uh on a couple episodes of uh Boy Meets World yeah, and he played other was, uh and he He's also now like a super big director. He directs like yeah. pretty much every television show. Yeah. A couple shows, a couple episodes at least have been directed by Fred Savage. Yeah. Even like Breaking Bad. Yeah. And like really serious shows all the way to comedy shows. Yeah. And he's, he's made a couple uh, guest appearances on some of the more recent uh, 2000s, 2010s uh, uh, comedies and such like yeah. that. But it was really a bummer for me not seeing Fred Savage so much ever since. Uh, Basically, the Wonder, Wonder Years. Years. I know. You know, which was one so, of my favorite shows. When we were a kid. Exactly. When I was a kid, I, I, I was like the same age as that kid, almost. You know, like I was watching yeah. him and going through his experience at, with him, and exactly. I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah. So I always related to Fred Savage in that sense, and now I'm seeing him in this adult role. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. It's the first time I've seen him in a long time, and his reactions and just like everything he does. Is yeah, like, it's pretty funny. Like so I really like. But the uh, relation, what what the story is, is about these two brothers kind of reconciling with each other. Yeah, because they're very, they're very different. Yes, they're very different from each other. It's almost like the Odd Couple. Um, yeah, or it, it almost kind of reminds me of that movie, You, Me, and Dupree. You, Me, and Dupree. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, you with know what Owen, I'm about? Oh, Owen, Owen Wilson, Wilson yeah. and uh, and. Uh, oh man, yeah, uh, he was here. Kate Hudson was the wife. Yep. And, uh... I'm trying to... D- d- oh, fuck. Yeah, you know. Yeah, Wayward yeah. Pines. Yeah, anyways. Uh, anyways. So, yeah, it kind of reminds me of that, where it's, like, this, like, brother comes, he's, like, kind of this self Man, hold on, wait a second. I'm feeling like, you know, like... I'm feeling like my mom, when she's trying to describe any of the shows she likes... And she's this lady who's, like, in this thing, and she's got hair, and she's got, like, the thing on her face with the The guy with the brown hair. The brown hair guy. And she's clapping the whole time. Brown hair guy. Brown hair guy. You know brown hair guy. Uh, He's with the blonde... Who's, and the blonde is like the mother of the girl. And her brother, sister, yeah. uncle. No, but yeah. Who he is isn't really important. The sub the, the storyline of you mean Dupree. Is, yeah, the, 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 Matt the subline, Matt Dillon. There you go. Thank God. And there's that relief. When you're uh, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> that doesn't actually apply. No, it's Tresemme, right? Yeah. Tresemme. There oh, they're doing the hair. Ah. Which were the best commercials, right? yes. by the way. Remember, that's, those were like my sexual awakening when I was like exactly. seven. I was just like, what is this girl doing? Right? I don't know. Why what do are I those like noises? So Why do what I are like those noises? Why do I like I want Tresemme. I want Tresemme. Mom, can we get Tresemme? And that's that first awkward <laughs> conversation where like your parents are like, oh, fuck. 
he he's going through that thing. I don't think they worry about it so much with boys, which is something that's that true, actually that's came true. up in the grinder. Oh, the yeah. one episode, remember? That's true. Because that's the girl true. wanted, they were like, "Hey, the little boy was like, hey, can I have a girl over for a date?'" Yeah, and they're so and they're yeah yeah yeah. Should we go back? Okay, yeah, let's yeah. go back. Um, but yeah, so there's there's an episode though that does play with like double standards of boys and girls, right? And that goes back to the transmate thing, which like you don't really. Like, they, you know, when if a boy was to, like, have a sexual yeah, relationship, it's almost well, like a rite of passage where, like, girls, it's like, you better not do that. You better not do that. Yeah. This is more about, like, full-on, uh, like, family values almost traditional, comedy. Like, traditional, like, traditional family values Yeah, traditional comedy. family values comedy, whereas the other one was kind of like an untraditional family yeah. trying to do things and live together and figure yeah, things yeah. out. This Interact is more like each other. Yeah, this is more of, like, a traditional family trying to figure themselves out. Yeah, you know, exactly. Trying to understand what it is all about. Um, and they deal with this double standards, like you said, yeah. where the older girl wants to have a date over, and, and they're, they're like, like no, "No way, no never, way. uh-uh." And then the 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 younger the brother, much younger brother, he's he's, like he's only like I don't know, he's like or ten or whatever. He wants to have a girl over, and, and they're, they're like, like yeah, yeah, of course. Who, who cares? Yeah, absolutely, of course, instantly. And they're like, it's not like a date. It's more like a play date. What are they going to do, eat popcorn? Yeah. And stuff like that. It's so a, it's the a, little brother there's a, <laughs> is totally it's making totally out. Like on the girl. Totally macking on her. <laughs> and, then and they're the, like, look at this. The older brother, the older sister was just like, just literally just wanted to watch a movie with like her friend and yeah, the boy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it was just kind of, yeah, it was pretty funny. So... Anyway, so speaking of the children, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, they they're pretty funny. They're pretty good characters in it, um, and yeah. Um, uh, so, <laughs> I thought we wrote their names down, but we didn't. Um, uh, oh God, damn it, John, John! We've got fifteen seconds to write the names down. And that's it. We'll be right back. kids are uh the son's name is ethan and his name he's played by a little kid named a little boy named connor colopsis who's actually pretty funny like his character is very like adult like his kids like the kid's like way more adult even than like the adults in the show in a lot of ways and then hannah hayes uh is the little girl's name uh the actress and she plays uh the daughter lizzie yeah and uh, I think it's funny because both the kids are more like, like up and wise to the world. They're almost like more world wise than all the adults who are just kind of like walking around, like yeah, in this like the only thinking about no, themselves kind of thing. Uh, kind of, almost. Uh, but well, like weird. the dad's like innocent. here's the thing. All right, so here's all the connections and all the characters. Okay. There's like the most famous 
uh, Dean. Yeah. And he's the major actor, uh, or he's the famous Hollywood actor who's mm-hmm. coming back to uh, the Midwest. Is right? Yeah, it's like the They live in the Midwest, probably. Uh, and he's living with his family. He's yeah. joining his family, who's like a bunch of lawyers. Yeah, suburbia, either way. Yeah, they live in suburbia, kind of like out in, not in the city, but kind of like out in suburbia, in the suburbs. Yeah. Basic family, Midwest type of deal. Yeah. And, uh, then the family is... Stu. Stu. Played by Fred Savage. Fred Savage. His wife... Deb. Deb, played by Mary Elizabeth Ellis. Ellis. Yeah, which she is most known from Always in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Mm. She plays the waitress, and Mm. she's Charlie Day's wife in real life. Yeah, and she was also... Did you see that show Perfect Couples? Did you ever watch Perfect Couples? No, I never watched, no. It was so good. Yeah? Yeah. Did you ever see About a Boy? The TV show about a boy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, The dude in that, who plays... The he, yeah, he, yeah, plays, he plays the main character, kind of yeah. like John Stamos yeah. in this. Mm-hmm. He plays that character in About a Boy. Yeah, well, he played Mary Elizabeth Ellis's uh, Love fiance uh, a counterpart in Perfect Couples, mm. and Perfect Couples was only there for a season. Hmm. But that's the next show that we should talk about because it's so good. This is so good. It's so good. So good. Let me break it down for you. <laughs> it's good as heck. <laughs> I love it. It's good as heck. All right, so... God so don't then, make no junk. Um, so then... Um, uh, um, okay, so that's Mary, That's the parents. So, yeah, so the uh, then the kids are... Connor Colopsis uh, and Hannah Hayes. Yeah, and that's Ethan and Lizzie. They're yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. And, and then uh, there, and then uh, so Stu and Dean's grand or Stu and Dean's father is named. Uh, they just their dad. He plays what? Uh, uh, that's it's Dean Senior, right? Yeah, it's Dean Senior, and that's played by Will, uh, William Devane, who's right. been around forever. Yeah, exactly. He's been a million things, and um, so yeah. Uh, then so the relationship is uh, Dean, famous Hollywood actor, comes back to live with his brother and. His family, family now. Yeah. Like, Brothers are kind of estranged a little bit, and they're trying to, like, uh, reconcile their differences. And, like, they do love each other. They really do. They really do. I feel like uh, Stu's character always feels like he's constantly overshadowed by Dean's fame, though. And, and like, Dean played a lawyer on TV, and Stu is an actual lawyer. Mm-hmm. So Dean comes to town, and he's like, well, I played a lawyer on TV for 25 years. I can be a, lo- I can be a real lawyer. Right. And he's like, well, no, you, that's not really how that works. Right. Just because you played a doctor doesn't mean you can be a doctor. Right. And he's like... <laughs> So it's it's so it's him. But he kind of like wriggles himself into the the office, and a lot of ha- a lot of that has to do with the dad. Yeah, the dad is still around, and that's basically the only reason why Dean Junior stays with the brother because you, know, you keep saying that they love each other, and you're insisting that they love each other. And when you're watching the show, you're not going to be thinking Dean uh, or Stu loves Dean. You're not going to be thinking that because I feel like every episode. Is- Makes you not think that the whole time, but then it reminds you that they do at the end that they really do because he's just maybe so that's annoyed true. with maybe his that's brother. true, but he's yeah, just like he's just like oh, constantly. But I mean, Dean is freaking annoying. He's an annoying character. Yeah, like definitely. He, he's, he like he's so delusional about like his. He's fame. very dramatic. Yeah. He's not delusional, but he's like stuck in the realm of acting. And everything that has to do with drama yeah. and theater. Yeah. And that intervenes with how he is in a, in real life circumstances. But I also feel like he is delusional because of like he thinks that he's like an amazing lawyer in real life. 
Well, that's not true. That's not really true. You know, I guess, he's yeah. not. He doesn't think that he's a, a, an amazing lawyer. He's just he knows that he can state like uh, facts. Yeah, he knows that he can memorize facts and memorize lines correctly and deliver them in a way in a way that is charming and and it's funny because it does actually work for him. So I guess you're right. Exactly, he's not really delusional exactly. because he does constantly help Stu out of like these tight situations. He throws him into a lot of tight situations with like his like goofball right. ism or like his dr- dramatism of yeah. everything and overly dramatizing everything. And Stu is the straight man for sure. Definitely. Dean is like the you know, crazy Wacky actor. He almost is like Jenna Maroney's character in Thirty Rock. Sure. A little bit like a just little like, bit. like like, so dramatic, but not in like a bad dramatic. way. Very upbeat sort of way. Kind of. Yeah, he, and kind of like hates on himself. He's, he's very, very, he's very like self-conscious. And self-conscious. He's very self-conscious, true. but at the same time, like, his self-consciousness is almost like, oh, I feel so bad for you because he's like self-conscious about things that like are just everyday normal people things. And he's never had to feel conscious, self-conscious about because he's an actor and he's famous and he gets, like, all this stuff for free and he's constantly getting out of, like, you know, all these tight situations with his uh, fame. Well, but he does, he's not self-conscious about that. I don't think his, his self-consciousness comes from that or even that it's really fully-fledged self-consciousness or a, a timidness about his own self. Yeah. It's, I would say that he more feels guilty. More, it's like this kind of like this guilt that he feels that he's never had to deal with real world problems because he knows that he has, he gets a special treatment. Yeah, he knows that he gets that special treatment, and he's constantly having to deal with that fact. And he's trying, to and like, he's yeah. striving to not ever get that and be like a normal person. Yeah, he's always trying to be that normal thing, but he's like constantly reminded, no matter what he does, to be normal. Kind of like his fame. And his celebrity forces him to be in this outside abnormal way. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And it kind of, it's almost like him on the outside looking in on normal life. Not really, also kind of not really knowing how to deal with normal life. Mm. Because he's just like, yeah, of course, everybody gives you free socks. Yeah. Don't give you free socks. Exactly. And then like, they're like, no, that's not normal. Yeah. And he's just like, oh shit. So it's like him constantly, like you said, being reminded that he is not normal, yeah, and that he's an outsider looking in on this world, and like all of his advice and stuff comes from this place of that. So like he means totally well. Mm. He, he's got like a heart of gold. He yeah. totally means well. He really wants to help with everything, but sometimes just his solutions are so like, well, why don't you just have somebody give it to you for free? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't work. Yeah, it's like it doesn't work like that. It doesn't man. work like. But that, then it yeah, ends yeah. up working for him because right. because he is a famous actor and whatever. No sense of the word. So, yeah, so, like you were saying, he wheedles his way into the office, uh, and this is where we meet, like, some of the other characters, just kind of like Grandfather. This has, like, a whole secondary sta- uh, crew of characters mm-hmm. that are, like, the staff members at the brother's office, and we meet, like, Todd, who ends up kind of being the grinder's, like, right-hand man, mm-hmm. and he's played by... Oh, uh, yeah. He's played by Steve, Steve Little, Little from who Eastbound is and Down. Eastbound and Down. Who kind of played a very similar, similar character, character in right? which The is right-hand funny. man. It's a right-hand man. It's really man. funny because these two shows are actually very similar, 
Eastbound and Down and The Grinder are actually really similar. Yeah, that's true. When you break it down, it's it like totally a famous is. guy coming to live with his family, with his brother's family. Exactly. And like being like an outsider looking in where the grinder is like wants to be a good guy. Mm-hmm. It's like uh what's his name? Kenny what? Powers was like the <laughs> yeah. worst person, person ever. ever. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, it's like the only difference in the two shows is like they could be foils of yeah, each yeah, other. They're just exactly. like it's just the, it's main the character. same character, but like one strives to be good and one it's strives to be, to be the baddest. Fuck. <laughs> Where's he? I'm the baddest the motherfucker. <laughs> I love I'm those. Fucking out or I'm fucking in. You're fucking out. Listen here, you beautiful bitch. I'm about to lay down some truth. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Kenny Powers, awesome. Kenny Powers. Uh, so, so yeah, so um, yeah, so uh, that was Steve Little playing Todd. Uh, the other main character in the staff would be uh, uh, Claire. Claire, who kind of plays like it's it's his like she doesn't want anything to do with the grinder. She's just like, no, you're super annoying, and she's actually a lot more like Stu. Definitely, she's Stu's backup. Yeah, like everyone in the world sees Dean through rose-colored glasses. Yeah, everybody loves Dean. They love Dean, and uh, Claire is the only one who's like, no, I hate everything you've done. I've seen your show. I hate it. Yeah, and like your <laughs> bullshit is not gonna fly with me. Yeah, totally. And Stu is like, I love you, you know, because you think the same way as me. You got to be a part of my firm, and they for- they like join up together. Well, she just she just hired him. Oh no, she did hire. She was hire. she was a freelance uh, yeah, lawyer. Yeah, she was like a, she was like an opposing lawyer to them. Yeah, the exactly. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, and then they switched sides, mm-hmm. and then she came on as a as an employee. Remember, they were like trying to bust her as a mole. At the very beginning. Yes, like, yes, yes. And Todd and Todd yeah, and yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. Oh, we gotta get her. We gotta bust her. We gotta her. fucking bust her. That episode is my favorite. Yeah, that's that is the a one, really funny episode. That's, that's the one where I was like... And I do think that the grinder wow. comes on a lot quicker. Comes on as in like as more... Like, yeah, boom, it Heavy you. hitter, for sure. Well, the and jokes why do you are think like that? More why solid? do you think that? The jokes are like more like solid right off the bat like it doesn't take as long to get to know the characters so like the writing yeah i think the writing is a little snappier yeah i would think i i I compare the writing to be very similar between the two shows yeah maybe maybe the grinder's a little bit more snappier Uh but i would give the i would give the trophy to the performance because and maybe just maybe more the writing yeah because it allows the characters to be introduced in a way where we fall in love with each one, like the first thing that they say, we're like, like "Oh, I like it." Yeah, yeah, that it's guy true. was awesome. It's true. Or well, like, uh, also Fred Savage. I mean, he's so good. Fred Savage, uh, his son uh, Connor. Yeah, the the actor of the son. Everything he says is yeah, perfect. yeah. The kid, the kids are really good, and they're like, yeah, like we were saying earlier, they're more like the grounded characters. Like, yeah, the yeah, dad's yeah. a little grounded, but he's also like a little messed up in his own he, ways. He he gets he's very emotional. He yeah. gets controlled by his emotions, and a lot of these emotions are rooted in an envy. Or, like, a resentment towards his brother. Yeah, exactly. Everyone loves his brother. Yeah. And he hates that everyone just loves his brother. And yeah. everything his brother can get away with, he could never get away with. Ever. And he yeah. tests He's, that. Yeah. He tests that. Constantly. Constantly. He's like, well, what if I do this? And, and his dad's like, like, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> not not that means. That's, but... Yeah, they're like, that doesn't even make sense to why are you even saying that? Yeah, because he's always Dean, the practical one. And then Dean walks up and says, and says basically the exact same like, thing. Brilliant. And they're like, yes. 
So there's like a, a envy and like reason. the whole thing with like his father where he's like where the dean's like put your arm around dad <laughs> and he puts his arm around him yeah and like the or uh, and uh, Sue's character like puts his arm around yeah. the dad and his dad's like thanks dean <laughs> yes <laughs> he's like it's yes. my arm around it's you, my dad. arm around you dad <laughs> but that says something because like. Still, Stu had to be told to put his arm around it, totally, his dad. Totally, exactly. You know? yeah. So there is problems. There's character flaws with both of them. Yeah, totally. It, there's, there's an, but I would say the star of this show, if the grandfather is a star of grandfathered, I think the star of this show... Bravo. even You think so? I totally I think, think so. it's Fred Savage. Really? I personally think that the star of the grinder is actually about Fred Sa- Sra- Savage. And here's 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 like the correlation between like the writing and how it proves how like at first that sounds counterintuitive, right? Mm-hmm. At first you're like, no, obviously it's about the grinder, the guy yeah. who plays the grinder. In the first episode, Fred Savage's character says, "I'm the grinder. I'm the one who grinds." That's true. Like in real life. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and he's talking about how he's the grinder in real life. He doesn't play one on TV, but he's actually grinding. Yeah. His character. And so that's... And, like, I'm constantly feeling, like, connected to his character for some reason. That's true. Although I love Dean, I love his character. Yeah, he's I funny. love everything but, about yeah, him. Being, but I guess it's usually the straight man that's the main character. I guess. Like I, and everything that he says, I'm connecting more with him. And I'm understanding, like, those feelings of resentment sometimes. Yeah. They're hyperized versions in the show, but they're very human feelings. Yeah, totally. You know, and they're based and rooted in this very true uh, I sense. There's yeah. a very true idea. And uh, the way that Living they, in somebody's shadow that you, you know. Uh, could be living in someone's shadow. Could be just like someone gets away with things that you could never get away with. Uh, it could be that uh, sometimes your insecurities stop yeah. you from saying something. And you watch someone else do what you love better than you. Yeah. That was one insecurity that they dealt with yeah. right away. Is Fred Savage is a real lawyer. Yeah. He's a real lawyer. He put all this work. Into this case. Yeah. But then he gets up there and he stands up and he just totally bombs. Yeah. He's like, blah, 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 blah. He sounds like a fucking robot. Yeah. And then his brother just kind of steps in and does everything cool and sly. Yeah. So sure. that idea kind of transcends only that family... Uh, uh, limitation. Yeah, it's true. And they're like, you know, they're learning from each other. But I guess, I mean, in reality, I feel like Stu's character is the one that that needs the biggest character arc in the show. He needs. Yeah, he needs to like get over all these things. I agree. And he's the one with all the obstacles. I agree. Which I mean, Rob Lowe's characters are Rob Lowe's character has obstacles, but I feel like his obstacles are only there to like really create obstacles for Stu's character. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, totally. I guess that makes sense. You know? Yeah. Totally, totally, totally. Because so. his obstacles don't really matter. Yeah, his obstacles make a problem for Stu. They usually Stu then do. has to figure out throughout that episode. That's true, that's and, true. And therefore solve for Rob Lowe. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah. Um, uh, grandfathered, John Stamos is probably... The head of grandfather, yeah. and it's a great John Stamos show. Uh, Grinder Fred Savage is probably the head of. Uh, yeah, I would say he's Grinder. I'd say he's the lead character in it, and uh, I would say that they're they're both pretty good. They're both pretty which good one? Shows. Do you have a preference at all, John? Um, I 
I prefer... I like them both. I think they're both pretty funny. I prefer Grandfathered, though. Just you do? I do. I do. I prefer it just Why? because, like, I don't know. There's something, like, I, I feel like it has a little bit more charm, like I was talking about earlier in the show, like, in the show that, um, like, I just feel like there's something a little bit more charming about the show and, like, a little bit more, like, heartfelt about the show, where, like, the other one, like I said... I thought had like maybe more a little more solid jokes and a little snappier jokes. Grandfathered, I think, it has like the more charm and possibly longevity. What do you mean charm? What do you? It's hard to explain. Like, there's just something like charming about the characters. I, mm-hmm. you, where like the other one, like the characters are are like. Uh... Oh, it's hard to explain. Like, I feel like a lot of the characters in. The grinder are a little more like superficial characters. Mm, mm. I feel like grandfather has the like ability to have a little bit more heart in the show and go mm. a little bit further because there's something with like father son relationships. Interesting, like brother brother relationships may lack because brothers. I mean, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, sure, yeah, like yeah. If you want to rate relationships. <laughs> John, I guess father son carries a little more weight than brother brother love. If you want to put them, no, but I mean, I mean there's, there's more of like a like a tender sadness to like yeah, bad yeah, father son yeah, relationship yeah. than there is to like a bad brother. Because like two brothers yeah. can be pissed off at each other for a long time, but like they brothers generally, you know, they're gonna like live for a long time, and there, there's a lot more time to like make sure, it up. Sure, sure, Whereas sure. like your father. Yeah, you kind of, yeah, yeah. There's only so much time you have. There's a deadline to that relationship. So you got to kind of make it count. (laughs) Jeez, man. That is... So dark when you say it like that. I guess, man. Wow. I never thought about it like that. I got to call my dad. (laughs) No, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah. And uh, I, I think I understand. I think I know... What do you mean? Yeah. Uh, and I I would equate that to good music. <laughs> because music tells us how to feel. <laughs> you know, music tells me when I should be crying and laughing and so forth. And uh, I think Grandfather does a good score in that sense. Mm. It, be, because it has a lot of endings that like have this really sappy love song type thing. Huh. That like makes you feel at the end, you know. It's like it's just like a crane shot pulling away from the family. Exactly. While they're all hugging for some reason. And there's like some really inspirational music going on at the same time, and it's making me feel You're like I got all the feels right now. All the feels. All the feels. I instantly tweet hashtag all the feels. Exactly. Grandfather. <laughs> exactly. Hashtag all the feels. Hashtag grandfather. Yeah. And uh, the grinder doesn't really do that. The grinder doesn't usually end with a lot of those. Shots, yeah, that emotional, and, and just from like not a cinematographer point of view, not even breaking down how the shot is yeah. set up, like that just means like they just landed like some poignant shit on you, yeah, and they're letting that sit with the audience as they're pulling away, yeah, you know, and a lot of the writing deals with grandfathered. Oh, we just made a point in the last two minutes of the show, yeah, you totally. Know? We just made a very important like. Uh, Something that has to deal with the real psychological implications of having a a imperfect or a non-traditional family. Exactly. 
and we're just going to let that sit. Whereas the the grinders writing is more like they they end probably 5 to 10 minutes, probably 5 minutes before the end of the show. Mm-hmm. That's when they end. They're finally wrapping up right around there and they like drift off yeah until like there's a button at the end which is like one final little joke yeah like the button whereas the grandfather just structurally feels like different Mm -hmm. completely different Mm -hmm. the grinder feels more like stereotypical sitcom yeah with a button at the beginning and a button at the end what's it called at the beginning it's called something else tag yeah and then a button at the end yeah Whereas in Grandfathered, it's kind of more like uh, cinematic. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like The Grinder is a show that could have been a like single cam, or I mean a multi cam, multi cam. Like it, you just need his office and you just need the house, and it could have still been like without the same actors, it could have still just been like a sitcom that you mm-hmm. watch, like like you know like Big Bang Theory and stuff like that. Sure. Where like I don't feel like grandfather's like that because you know it's like parties at like mansions and like the beach episode and there's all these like locations that are important to the story where I didn't feel like uh, 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 the grinder really had that like multiple tons of different locations, locations. you needed to be at. That's true. That's true. As far as locations goes, that kind of like definitely can be done better in a soundstage. You know, it didn't have to be yeah. multi or a single cam. Yeah, that's true. It didn't have to be. It could probably work just as well as a, in a multi cam. Yeah, which I don't think grandfather format. could exactly. Work in a I think format. I agree with that. But uh, yeah, yeah. Out of the both of them, though, I kind of feel. Uh, I don't know. I, you prefer the grinder? I prefer the grinder. I prefer the grinder. I feel like uh, the joke consistency is just more on point. I agree. And maybe maybe it has to do something with the writing. Mm-hmm. Maybe it has something to do with the ensemble. I'm not sure. sure what happens, but like just like I'm always laughing yeah. in the grinder. And you know, it's just two different points of view. You know, it's two different opinions. If, and they're two very different shows, so it's kind of hard to compare them. Yeah. Like, it's easy because there's, like, so many similarities with them. Yeah. They're both about family. They're both about, you know... Uh, you know modern modern times exactly. and dealing with modern times. Exactly. So, there's and, a lot of... Yeah. There's a ton of similarities between them and a ton of differences, too. Mm-hmm. So, it's like... It's hard to say which one's better or which one's worse. Yeah. Yeah, it's really up to your taste. Yeah. You're really... Your specific taste, but uh, as far as like new comedy versus old comedy, uh, I knew you wanted to talk about that. Yeah, um, I wanted to talk about some of like the staple shows of NBC over maybe the last like ten years versus like these two right. shows. Okay, you, know you got to remember real quick. I don't watch a lot of comedies. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't really like comedy at all. I don't so, know why I'm doing this podcast. <laughs> So bear with me. Can you stick to like kind of not funny things like, or like mostly. offbeat, offbeat comedies? Right. I stick to not traditional comedies. No, 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 no. no. I'm kidding. Uh, I, know, I know, I know. But uh, um, so yeah, like let's go back like to like Thirty Rock because we we've talked we talk about Thirty Rock all the time on this show. Uh, we constantly reference. And what is it. what is Thirty Rock? Thirty Rock. <laughs> 
Thirty Rock <laughs> is the show Thirty Rockefeller Center that's uh, done by, uh, or you know, it's based at Thirty Rockefeller Center. It's uh, done by uh, uh, Tina Fey. Tina Fey, thank you. Tina Fey, which I just saw Sisters. I just saw Sisters the other oh, night. Oh yeah, I still I, I haven't seen it. It's really funny. Is Honestly, it good? Yeah, dude, I was cracking up. And let me just say, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler are very hot. They're smoking. They're hot. so hot. Are you kidding me? Like dude? it's funny because you look at pictures of them when they were like in their twenties and stuff, uh-huh. and they were like these totally nerdy, like they're, they're, <laughs> they're like women that definitely got much much better with age like, they're so they're so they're so gorgeous now i'm gonna disagree with you uh i find their younger selves to be way more sexy really yeah like, unless, like unless... Bay with like the big frizzy afro oh, hair. yeah oh yeah <laughs> that's what i'm talking about that's the tina Fey i prefer <laughs> right mm-hmm. the 90s virgin look yeah, and uh, the the jeans that come up way past your belly button. Yeah, way past the mom mm-hmm. jeans. <laughs> That's what's up. And I'm not joking. But yeah, so... But Tina Fey, uh, 30, Rock, 30 Rock, that's probably a classic NBC show. Exactly. Uh, and that's built around a, a formula that's uh, kind of like... I would say, like, just a bunch of characters. Like, it's mostly about characters. Yeah. Very specific characters. One's, like, kind of like the lovable loser. One is the super vain uh, superstar. Yeah, it has a lot of the same elements as, like, this show. But I feel like it was written in a way that was, like, so intelligent. Like, there was, like, a a definite intelligence to 30 Rock. That I feel like that is missing. That is missing from these two shows. From missing from and also, well, maybe it's not an intelligence. Maybe it's just like a like adultness. Because like I feel like I would be totally cool watching Grinder or Grandfathered with my kids in this like you know just like at a young age, maybe like five or you know maybe like six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Mm -hmm. You know, they would it would be a show that we all watch together as a group. Now, 30 Rock is probably not really... It has so much adult jokes in it and not really, like, any, like, family humor, kid humor, stuff like that, that it wouldn't really be interesting in that way. And I feel like Grandfather definitely is a family. It, it, it feels like almost like we're watching, um, like, Full House again. And That's something true. like that. Like, one of those shows. I would describe you... Grandfather as the new Full House. Exactly. I would say that. And I feel Even like... Even down to the twins playing the lovable baby. Exactly. You know? They're like, oh, she's so amazing. And I cannot stress this enough. The baby is amazing. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. But I feel like, yeah, during, like, the early 2000s, it was really about, like, smart adult comedies being mm-hmm. on NBC. Mm-hmm. And right now, it's going back to, like, that family. Family-oriented. Um, hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. Do you think that uh, shows not described in this podcast also fall into that category? I'm talking about uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. I'm talking about New Girl. Now I'd say New Girl is more in the vein of the older shows that we were seeing. Where it's with like, smart comedy? I think it's... But I don't think it started off that way. I'm not sure what smart comedy is then, John. You need to break it down for me. Okay, because maybe... Because all maybe, I know... All I, I, know I, I didn't really... I, I don't mean smart comedy in that sense. I meant more like... You, you're <laughs> yeah. not going to watch New Girl with your kids. Like, uh, if, unless, yeah. unless they're totally. teenagers. Unless they're teenagers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. Not like, it's not like... That something, makes sense. It's not, something, it's not a family-oriented sure, show. Sure, sure, sure. You know, um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine... 
You might watch with your kids. I don't know. That I don't think of, so. Yeah, I don't think so. Not it has even. a lot of sex jokes. It has, it has sex has jokes. Of, all of the humor is like, you know, it's the same reason that you wouldn't watch uh, New Girl. You know, all the humor is based for adults. Uh, a kid would be bored out of their mind yeah. watching New Girl. Yeah. In the same sense, a kid would be bored out of their mind watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. It takes place in a, 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 a police precinct. Yeah. You know, nothing is relatable there. But in The Grinder and Grandfathered, a lot of it's taking place at home. With the family. And with your crazy uncle. With your and, crazy uncle. And him giving kid advice about right. how to be like an adult. And you're watching kids, like, relatable kid figures, you yeah, know? Exactly. And the kids are being played by uh, amazing kid actors. Exactly. And so it's definitely more of a family thing. Exactly. And I didn't notice that about these two specific uh, shows, but mm-hmm. they're definitely in a vein of family material, something yeah. you can, the whole family can watch. Exactly. So I wonder if that's like something that NBC wants to like move towards, or if that's something they're just doing here. Because I mean, they did that. They did that single cam uh, show um, with uh, God, the little redhead dude, or um, who played Doctor Evil Son and Seth Green. Seth Green. They did his where it was like fathers. Oh yeah, that know. was multicam. That was a multicam. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. A it was called like Dads or Dads, Fathers. Dads. Yeah. yeah, and that show was like. Oh God, it was so bad. That was really bad. It was really bad. I watched like the first episode and wanted to shoot myself. I'm sorry. Head. Yeah, that was not good. Well, I mean, not, no offense to Seth Green. I mean, <laughs> of Robot course. Chicken was one of my favorite things hey, in the whole world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you mean, know? so I mean, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that show was just like really, really bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was. I'm, I'm sure they were sitting there face bombing the whole time while I was being filmed. Going, God, this is. Not funny at yeah. all. It was yeah. trying to it was trying to fill the gap of like how I met your mother. Yeah, and stuff I guess. like that. I mean, like, and it's really hard yeah. to do multicam correctly now. True. Nowadays, nowadays, yeah. now that we're used to like cinema single and single cam, since movies became like since TV basically became movie, movies. it's true. Like quality. Yeah, we have never settled for multicam. You yeah, know, we're always like taking multicam with a grain of salt. Yeah, we're totally. like it's almost like, like this is this is good, you know, for we a multicam. To, yeah, we have to know? suspend reality a little bit more. We to definitely watch multicam. do. We definitely you do, know, unless it's like a sketch comedy show, like Saturday Night Live or something like that. But then you still do have to suspend reality. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah. It's like you're signing a, up. A stage play. You're signing up to suspend reality exactly. because you're watching one person jump into like a bunch of. Uh, stories in quick succession exactly which is not normal yeah you know no other format ever does that where yeah. you watch one specific person jump into a bunch of stories yeah and not, not in multiple times in one episode you kind of but we kind of yeah, are yeah, seeing yeah, yeah. it now in like a lot of shows like um dude don't say it American don't Horror say Story. it oh, 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 oh. <laughs> No, American, you didn't want me to say American Horror Story. No, why did you do it? Right? Because I mean, why? The, why did they do that? Can, can you tell me that? I don't know. I think All it's right, if, interesting. If you're, if, it's no. just something new. I don't it's understand. Like, why? It's so confusing. It's just something new, though. It's All right, like, if you don't know, uh, recently a TV show uh, by the name of American Horror Story uh, had like what, what, one actor. Season, though? Season? It's fifth. I I have six. I believe. Oh jeez, that far, huh? Yeah. And uh, if you don't know, they had this one actor play two separate roles in their show, and it was 
very confusing. Two well, completely different characters, but, also, but in the same timeline. But what I also what I what I meant kind of by that too is like every single season they take the exact same cast and just reshuffle them and add a few new characters here and a few. So new characters you didn't know there. this. You didn't know this. I didn't even know. I haven't watched. I haven't really? watched. Um, I haven't watched a hotel yet. Yeah, in the hotel. Uh-huh. I'm going to tell you this. Spoiler alert. That's fine. This character. This character is played by an actor. Ah, oh, I gotta, I gotta find his name. Okay. All right, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spoil yeah, anything. Don't spoil too much. I'm not gonna spoil don't anyone. Say the in fact, so we, in fact yeah. yeah. Uh, this is what happens: an actor plays one character at the beginning of the show, uh-huh. and he comes back and he plays a different character uh, at the end of the show. Confusing. Right? That is confusing a little bit. A completely different character with no connection to the original character <laughs> and no like you know reincarnation thing. They didn't even talk there's about no, it. Did there's they no. There's no mention it. There's no lapse in timeline either. And no, they don't mention it. They don't make any connection. No one says, "Hey, hey you look just, that looks you look exactly like that guy from the beginning they of the series." They don't mention it. They That's just weird. have the actor play two different roles. That's weird. the same actor played two different roles. Yeah, that would be confusing. I would not like that. That is what really. And I feel like American Horror Story is like really awesome, but they make really poor decisions sometimes. Yeah. And I feel like that's just kind of a thing with them. Like, they have, like, really good seasons, and then they have, like, really eh seasons. And, like, even within those seasons, yeah. like, really good things, really cool things happen. And then sometimes you're just like, what the fuck are you yeah. doing? Yeah, what are you, yeah, what, yeah. The, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, I think that's just kind of a thing with them. But also, uh, yeah. So. Saturday Night Live. Yeah, Saturday Night Live, you kind of suspend reality for these. And I feel like a lot of. And fathers and. These multi cam shows. shows, you you sign up to suspend reality because you're going into like it's a stage play, right? Because I mean, multi cam shows feel like a stage play, yeah. Which I feel like both of these shows kind of have that same sort of writing in a in a weird way that like it's very sitcommy, mm-hmm. but it doesn't like I don't know. It just doesn't have like that same like adultness to it, and that what? same like I feel like. NBC usually focuses on these. Like, they have, like, a slot for, like, the family shows and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, like, both these shows are filling the slots of, like, very adult shows. Mm. And, like, there's just not that, like, really adult humor there. Yeah. Well, New Girl is back. New Girl. So, there's that. And Brooklyn Nine-Nine, however... However, it takes place in an adult scenario. I feel like a lot. I of feel like jokes. it's a millennials show. It's, it's more, like, yeah. yeah, it's totally like a show like for millennials young, being like young twenties. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Eighteen to thirty is, yeah. is their main audience there. Definitely. Where I feel like grandfathered is like, like fifteen to eighteen, and like twenty five to forty is like their main 40. audience. Like you're not hitting like the early or, twenty year olds. Nobody, nobody gives a crap in that age period. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. It's like it's like if you have kids, you're gonna care. If you're still a kid, you're gonna care. But, but if, if you're, you're a like, teenager, to a young adult, yeah, you're like yeah. you're gonna yeah. You're like, okay, that's fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, I think like 15 to 25, nobody's they're not really gonna really want to watch the show that much. Sure, sure, sure. It was almost like uh, reminded me of like um, Two and a Half Men. Two and a Half kind of, Men. Yeah. That sucks. Well, Two and a Half Men was a funny show for a while. I hated that show. Really? That was so bad. But I hate most multi-cam shows. Yeah. I'm going to have to admit. I hate that new show, Dr. Ken. 
because it's a multicam show. Oh, really? I haven't even seen it yet. Oh, man, it's really bad. Really? It's really, really bad. Doctor canceled? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> show. And that's the thing. Most of these multicam and here's shows this... get canceled right away. Yeah, because everyone, I mean, it's a dying format, really. Yeah, it really, it really yeah. is. Have you seen Two Broke Girls? Yes. Is that a multicam show? Yes, it is. Yeah, I was on that it. once. Really? I was on that once, man. Uh, I was on that once, and... Leah Dunham, right? No, I was... Leah Dunham? Wasn't that the chick from it? No. That's that's regular girls, right? Oh, maybe. I don't really know. I, I know that Two Broke Girls is a show I was on, but uh-huh. I've never seen Two Broke Girls, okay, okay. is the thing. Is I've only seen that in that one episode that I was, like, actually in. Yeah. And let me, let me, clarify, let me clarify, like, I was just in the background. I, per, I sometimes work as a background actor. I remember this one specifically because as we were filming, it's a multicam. Uh-huh. We're performing in front of a live studio audience. As we're filming, they do a whole take. They're filming the entire time. After the take and after I hear the bell and everyone settles down, the producers come up to me and they're like, you, yes, you, you need to turn around, all right? Everything you're doing is too big for the screen. You need to turn around. Really? Don't look at Don't look at us. Don't look at us. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't you fucking look at me. And they were like, yeah, we just can't stop looking at you. Like, everything that you're doing is just, like, drawing our attention so much. And it's just, like, we're loving everything that's going on in your face. We can't concentrate on the show. They were like, you're too good. <laughs> you're too good. We need you to step aside for a second. Just I was like, quit I upstaging the, the actresses. They literally said that. They said that word for word. And the actresses were standing right there. I was like, whoa, kind of. I, I was like, come on. They're good actresses. I they're said like, that about they're them. like, eh. <laughs> they said that about themselves, yeah. <laughs> they're like, eh, they're not that great. <laughs> uh, but long story short, uh, multicam is a dying format. Okay, well, do you watch Big Bang Theory? Uh, no, because no. I hate multi-cam so you format. Just, so you just hate all multi-cam shows? Yes. What about How I Met Name one. I hate it. You hated it. I Friends. hated it. Friends I did not watch. Okay, Seinfeld. Same. I only liked it. Seinfeld when it was the stand-up comedy portions of Seinfeld. Because that's just stand-up. Okay. I'm just watching stand-up. I watched but, every uh, single episode uh, of Seinfeld, uh, just that little portion. Everybody Loves Raymond. Hated it. Um... Now what 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 is it about the, that you hate? Is it about is it like the actual visual format of it, or is it the writing, or is it like the the layer just the layer of cheese that's on it? I guess it's the layer of cheese, but more than track? anything, it's not the laugh track. It's uh, the production value. The production value. It's just the production value. Hmm. It's like what I said. I grew up. You know, I was born in nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. You know, we share a birthday. Yeah, we were born in the same year. Same year, same day. Same day. Woo-woo. Woo-woo. June 1st, 1989, yo. Oh, 6189. So as soon as I was born, so if any I of started... our fans want to send us birthday presents. Oh, yes, 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 yes. That's June 1st, 1989. That's right. You can hit us up at Comedy's Nuts. Comedy's Nuts, yes. Um. Anyway, uh, I was born in 1989. As soon as I was born, I was introduced to movies. Yes. And movies have a, a very specific feel to them yes and the frames are set up very specifically and everything i'm seeing is very specific and when we get to sitcoms 
they're more flat, they're more theatrical, they're yeah. filmed a different way. Definitely. My brain recognizes that instantly. And I there's feel, a turn-off but, factor. But I, th- I, feel like, I feel like what you're talking about, too, is the way that most people feel about stage theater. Well, yeah. And then so they get that, like, turn off this. Of course. Every, so, like, every, I think, like, every, like, every dad out there, like... My dad was definitely this way, hated, like, going to the theater. Yeah. You know, my grandpa was like that, hated going to the theater because it's all, like, cheesy and theater-like. But I feel like if you are able to take a moment Uh and suspend reality and take a moment to be like, well, just because the production value isn't movie quality, $80 million movie quality, and, like, take just a look at it as, like, what what am I going into? Like, that's like going into... Uh, Transformers and being and expecting Schindler's List doesn't mean Transformers was a bad movie. It just means that it wasn't a Schindler's you know, List type movie. Exactly, it wasn't a heartfelt, sincere. So, so right, like, I right, feel right, like right. like multi-cam format. Like, there's a lot of gems in there. True. Like, I mean, I really liked. Um, I really liked uh, How I Met Your Mother was like one of my favorites. Like growing up. Like, yeah, I never, I never watched it. Yeah, and it's yeah, like. like and I, I, I'm also with you. I, sure. No, no, no. Like, I am, you okay. really have to like be like, oh, I have to really get into it. You and have to actively it. suspend reality. Exactly. You have to make the decision. Mm-hmm. Whereas my point is, like, some things, uh, a lot of cinema uh, does it for you. Yeah. It does it for you. It totally. suspends reality for you Suspe- and yeah. kind of makes you force. It forces, forces it, yeah. It forces you to think. Oh, this is real. It almost it almost forces you to say like sometimes this is not real, just so that way you're not like if you're seeing like a horror film or uh, something uh, like that, uh, you have to like take a moment and go, whoa, this is not fucking real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this is just because it forces you to think that it's real. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the new horror films, like you have to remind yourself, and that's how you know it's good. Yeah, that's how you know it's good, in my opinion. But yeah, if I'm like actively suspending my reality. In front of a TV screen, mm-hmm. I can't get into it, man. That's just the way yeah. I am. And maybe I speak for... A good portion of people, I think. Every single person on Earth. <laughs> but I'm just saying, every single person on Earth... Feels exactly, feels exactly the same way. And you are the only one who feels differently. So, so if I'm you want to change your opinion right now... You hear that I'm... check, Laurie? You're a fucking jackass. <laughs> 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 Chuck Lorre, he's like one of the guys who makes, he made Big Bang Theory, Two and a Half Men. He's a big time multi-cam sitcom producer. Oh, I've never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm explaining to our audience, you dickhead. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I forgot we were recording. Alright, but seriously, uh, yeah, so if you guys have your own opinion about multi-cam versus single cam... Uh, whether you like it, whether you don't, maybe your favorite multi-cam shows, go ahead and tweet us at Comedies Nuts on Twitter so that we can get some input and we'll uh, we'll talk about some of these tweets next time if we get some. So That's what's up. Alright, uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week and we're probably going to be talking about... Um, some sort of comedy thing, I imagine. Something that makes you laugh. I thought I was going to like switch it up, talking about like hardcore dramas. Oh. <gasps> Specifically, we need to talk about Kevin. I think what we need to talk about is if you took a cat and a piece of toast and uh-huh, uh-huh, you uh-huh. fed the cat toast uh-huh. and then just barbecued it. Barbecued it? Mm-hmm. Well, we don't even have to act about that because everyone knows that's delicious. 
obviously. But what happens when you put a zucchini behind a cat? We tried that with my cat, and uh-huh. it was a cucumber. And it jumped. No. What? He just looked at it like, bitch, the fuck you doing? <laughs> you fucking gotta be joking with me. You gotta be joking. If you think that's the first zucchini I've seen, you got another thing He's coming. He's like, I lick my balls 24-7. <laughs> I've seen a zucchini or two. <laughs> and he was like, whoa, bro. Oh, man. Yeah, but you know my cat. He's like 15, and he's a badass. And he's, he's 15? Yeah. Which in cat years is... like. 75 or something 75 years yeah. old you know olive he's he's kind of olive yeah he's all haggard and oh yeah all olive scarred. olive's a badass though you know it's funny because he's he's not technically my my cat he's why my, would you cat why would you name a cat olive a, a male a boy cat olive because he's a dick all of the time <laughs> that's dumb <laughs> that's dumb <laughs> He's just a total asshole all of the time. <laughs> Alright, well, this has been Comedy's Nuts. I'm Nate Beals. This is John Nickel. We'll catch you on the flip side.